everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, for this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 115 from April the 9th of 1994. We are still in Dungannon, Virginia. I am sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper. It is very early in the morning. Very, very Fuck. early. Hopper just worked an overnight shift, and uh, we're getting started basically as he gets off uh, for the most part. So uh, I'll throw yeah. it to Hopper first. Hopper, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I was watching yeah? shit for... On my DVR, watching the old uh, 9210s from last week. Good God. Waiting for y'all to wake up. Ah, dude, we were up. You should have texted me. What? Whatever. You know me. You know me and Doc. I mean, we we don't really, we don't we don't sleep late, bro. We're old fucking men. Fuck that. Well, I guess you got kids. You gotta get up. Uh, yeah, nah, you get up. No, no, no. See, that's where you're wrong. You get up before them so you can get whatever shit done you need to get done and book the yeah. territory. Yeah, that when he said you got kids, that's why I, that's what I was inferring. You got to get up early so that you can get your shit done before motherfuckers start begging you, uh, you know, begging you for shit and bugging you for shit. Tide works. Or, tell or your docs, kid, Well, you or, should or, just or, tell your you you should just tell your kids they should be happy to have a father in the house. That's or, right. Or, or in Doc's case, he he gets up and gets his shit done because Mrs. Doc just aggravates the fuck out of him, and that's why he gets on here and thinks he can book somebody's territory because at home he ain't booking shit. Right, Doc? How you doing this morning? Mrs. Doc's got you sour this morning already. She she worked you. You worked nothing. She was walking through here, Harper, and she's like, "Y'all motherfuckers all like to be on time and shit. It's seven oh one. Why aren't y'all recording, dude? Is this before the crack of dawn?" <laughs> <laughs> sunrise is still literally on my little weather gimmick app sun, sunrise is still 13 15 minutes away this is ridiculous the smoky mountain sweatshop has never been sweatier oh. okay. well let's get into this because uh there's something going down this episode the way, and... just, you didn't ask but I, I i'm doing glorious and very very blessed today i actually did, sad, right though. i did i said how are you doing this morning you, you you're you're such a mark for yourself. You miss shit. Well, I'm a little sad this morning, but we're All gonna right. get in. We're gonna get into that. Uh-oh. So yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, remember, I said we're still in Dungannon, but we're actually gonna get Bluegrass Brawl fi- uh, like highlights finally, because um, Bluegrass Brawl took place uh, about over a week from the time this aired in '94. So. We're no new demographics, obviously, because we're in Dungannon and uh, Dutch and Bob open to show up. Uh, we found out on Down and Dirty with Dutch. Uh, Dutch is going out with a bang, if you ask me. It's uh, Daryl Van Horn and Prince Karras on Down and Dirty. Uh, we'll also see Larry Santo versus Mike Furness for the TV title. Yeah, yeah. And a new Thrill Seekers video will be shown, along with highlights from the Bluegrass Brawl. Like I said, so we'll keep it moving. First matchup is the Thrill Seekers versus the Hornet and Mike Sampson. Well done, did join the commentary team. 
I didn't note anything down from it. Dr. Jew. Um, well done. Wasn't very good on commentary, huh? Mm-mm. There are that's, no, nothing special. That's why, I, that's why I said I didn't really, really write anything down. But uh, I will no, tell you I, this. I did. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say the Thrill Seekers won, but what are you gonna say? Well, I feel bad for these people in Dungannon because they had to sit there like three or four times and listen to that damn song Carper likes to sing. That the Thrill Seekers out on the back streets. I hear the heartbeat. Yeah, that. We're going to uh, rock America. God. Yeah. And how big... I was watching this match, and I had a thought, and it's a, it's a reoccurring theme, but how big of a star could Lance Norman have been if he had some charisma and could talk? He looked good. I, Man, I don't he know. was great. At, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, he, he was great in that match. Like, Bill to Bill, he was fantastic. Like jumping off the screen uh, into the, your living room, badass. And I just thought, as the Attitude Era is coming, if that guy had, I don't know, two thirds of Jericho's personality, how would his career have been different? I don't know, bro. I think he did quite fine. I mean, made good money. He did better than you. I get that, but I'm just saying, you know, are we here to be better than Menace? Or are we here to be the best? Yeah. You, I'm gonna let you just keep insulting Lance Storm. I ain't got no problem with Lance Storm. I'm not insulting him. If I guarantee you, Lance Storm realizes that. I mean, watch the video later. He's running around. I'll talk about that in a minute. But he's the white tennis shoe. He's the guy that's got the New Balance on. Right. That's him. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, Harper. Does 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 Doc sound funny to you? Like his. Yeah, he sounds like a transformer. Yeah, that's you, dude. I don't know. Did you uh, reboot or anything? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Well, we'll work with it. I mean, we can hear you, but actually, dude, you, you, we can't hear you. I, I, I've been having problems hearing you, but I've been no selling it because every time we hear these things, they never come out in the wash. Okay. Um. Whatever. You, I'm if, a professional, if y'all, if, you're not. If y'all can't hear Doc, it's because he's he's uh, his his internet is a uh, shit as usual. Oh, All right. Uh, anyway, Lance Storm is is fine. Uh, you 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 hang yourself on that one. I'm not going to do it, Doc. All right, let's move on. I'm not a I'm not a pussy that's afraid to tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it says the dude who who has no profile picture, who goes by a kayfabe name, and is. <laughs> He's not afraid to tell the truth. <laughs> He's also afraid to show his face and his and give out his name. All right, uh, the <laughs> thrill like seekers. Yeah, the thrill seekers music. Well, that's a stand up motherfucker, right, Hopper? Uh, yeah. The thrill seekers music video is next. I looked it up. It's Bon Jovi. Sleep when I'm dead. Thank you very much because I knew y'all were gonna fuck with me about it. But uh, Hopper, what did you have from the thrill seekers music video? Right. That fucking TV in a hotel room. You saw how old that TV was? Yes. It had, down. It had knobs. <laughs> That's how fucking old it was. That was a disgrace. And, 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 and the part when, when they get kicked out the bar, is that one of the fucking Godwins? I was trying to make sure it wasn't a bruise brother. Because... <laughs> It looked like one of the, the the Godwin that 
that joined uh, Undertaker's group. Yeah, that ran around naked that time. Right. Mm-hmm. And Is that the very end you said? Like, it was like in the middle. When they're in a bar or something, and like he like they get they get thrown out for being yeah. whatever. But, oh. Yeah. Okay, I was trying to scan it. I can't find it. All right. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have a note on that. I just this is glorious. I mean, wow. Lance Storm's got the <laughs> the jeans, the white tennis, the, right. the shirt, the shirt tucked in. Heidi ho, neighbor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the neighborhood, guy. <laughs> oh my god these dudes <laughs> Dude, I had my note was Lance Storm is dressed like a 48 year old dad <laughs> mm. I bet he goes around telling dad jokes <laughs> okay alright doc you got anything else from the thrill uh, music video here wow Jesus Carper what the fuck uh, that is that that bu- is that that overnight buffet you were eating down at the at the shoot job yeah no Okay, that should have give you the runs. Um, from whoa, from last <laughs> week, from last week, um, Harper and I were trying to decide what shirt Jericho was wearing in at the table there. Well, he's wearing the same shirt, and I figured it out. I have solved the mystery, Scooby Doo style. It is a Kanak shirt. Kanak. That's a that's a band. No, it was a radio station, um, I believe, out in uh, L.A. that was big for hair metal and oh. heavy metal stuff. So that's what he's doing. And Lance Storm was definitely dressed like the 48-year-old dad for sure. Yeah. Wait. These two seem these two seem to have nothing in common. They're like the odd couple. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. No, I would. I mean, they're, they're Canadians, both of them. Wow. Yeah. You know all black people? No, I'm just saying you said nothing. I'm just, I mean, (laughs) just because I said they have something in common, they're both Canadian, doesn't mean, how can you relate that to me being like all black people are the same? I didn't say that. They're both humans. You said said they have nothing in common. I said they have one thing in common. They're Canadian. That's a fact, you dumbass. You're not very bright. I know, it's early. Yeah. All right. Well, so there you go. The music video, the thrill seekers is, uh, it is, uh, I don't know. It's as good as you want it to be, I guess. Uh, did either of y'all like Bon Jovi sleep when I'm dead when it was out back then? I didn't even heard of this song. Dude, I know who Bon Jovi is. I no, I had never heard of this song before. Yeah. Doc, did you? I don't know. All right. <laughs> so we go then to basically Bob Cottle and Dutch throw us to the match at Bluegrass Brawl with Bob Armstrong against Cornette and Cornette's surprise opponent, which I will tell us now his surprise, a uh, surprise opponent, his surprise tag team partner was Bruiser Bedlam. Um, so Cornette brings out to, to, to talk about how this thing ends. Cornette brings out the powder, but accidentally throws it into Bedlam's eyes. Bedlam does recover, hits Cornette across the back with a double axe handle off the top rope. Bedlam ends up pinning Armstrong, uh, Cornette and ben Le- Bedlam win, obviously. And then they attack Armstrong after the match. Baby faces come out to eventually make the save. I said a lot there. It was actually a little bit longer than that, but I guess I'll throw it to doc first. Uh, any thoughts on the surprise, 
partner of Cornette's. So going up against Armstrong and the results of it, Doc. Dude, that guy is he's he's built stoutly. What yeah. is it that that uh he's built like Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh good way to put yeah, it. But he's taller. Uh, he is Not taller. that he's taller. Not that much. Because fucking Cornette's taller than him. Yeah, it's true. But he I think he's bigger than Sullivan. At least Sullivan Sullivan was there was a time when Sullivan was like pretty ripped. I've seen pictures. Yeah. Um but he's he's a this dude's thick, man. He's like a big old oak tree. So my question is back to Harper, do you know Bruiser Bedlam from the WWF? Was he the guy that wore the hat? That's we're going to need more than that. More <laughs> like a hat, kind of like a guy like you would see in like, in like Nikolai Volkov. No, it was like a like a guy like in a Popeye cartoon, and he had a mustache, mm, like better. a real goofy kind of like a. He looked like a uh, like the nineteen twenties uh, uh, powerlifter guy at the carnivals. Yeah, I think so. He was name was Johnny Canine in the WWE. Okay. That's the same guy. I think so. Yeah. So I don't remember him from WWF. Just for the record. Well, he's dead now. He died That's last nice. year. He did. He died last year. He's a legit, like, questionable guy. Right? Oh, he's a, he's he's very strange. Like, if you hear Cornette talk about I've heard I've heard a couple of people talk about him. I've heard um, Cornette talk about him, and I've heard Bruce Mitchell talk about him, um, which they both knew him. And both of them are like, there's probably not a guy out there that, you know, you hear all the stories about how crazy he was and the suspect and criminal things that he did. Can, can and, I can I can I read a little something from his Wikipedia page to illustrate exactly what you're talking about? Yes, go ahead, and then I'll finish what I was going to say because it's it needs to be. He had a history of run-ins with the police. Now this is all allegedly because this is Wikipedia. Many of his legal problems came while he was president of the Hamilton, Ontario chapter of the Satan's Choice Outlaw Motorcycle. <laughs> he was arrested for trafficking cocaine and served 10 months in prison after he was convicted of assault and was given a sentence of seven months. In late, 80, in late 96, he and several friends from Satan's Choice were kicked out of a strip club for wearing their gang's colors. To get revenge, he and his friends planned to blow up the strip club. They oh. changed their minds, however, and decided to bomb the local police station instead. Jesus the, Christ. The bomb caused $133,000 in damages, also damaging a nearby bank and injured a police officer. He was arrested and charged while he was awaiting trial for the bombing. The the motorcycle gang was shut down because they were involved in drug dealing and extortion. Uh, in 98, a police officer saw him punch another man in the face and arrested him for assault. Um, he spent 33 months in prison for bombing a police. That seems a little light for bombing a police station. <laughs> and um, it says here a hitman is claimed in the mob is claimed he was hired by the uh, Muistano. Musistano crime family to kill Bruiser Bedlam, but instead chose to spare his life. And then there are some allegations in early 2000s that 
he may have been involved with an execution style murder with a shotgun. He was also in another gang called the United Nations of domination. And he died in a federal halfway house at the age of 53 last year. God, maybe he's the guy that killed Dino Bravo. Well, <laughs> I'm just so, going to say, I'm just going to say that he's a legit heel. Fucked. Uh, he's a fucking, he's like sons of anarchy, but real. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, in what Cornette in like Bruce Mitchell and other people that have uh, been around him, like if they've done interviews talking about him, Cornette actually did a, a pretty long piece on him on his show last year when he died. Didn't he doc? I mean, he talked about him for so. a while. Yeah. And Cornette is like, I, I mean, I, Cornette's like, I never saw that side of him. I mean, he worked for me, but he was easy to work with. Never had it. I want to say he said he didn't have issues with him. Kind of a yes, and, yes, sir. No, sir. Whatever you need, boss. Kind of. Yeah. Pay me, pay me kind of guy. But then he had this old dark side of him where he was just this criminal. Fuck blowing up police stations. <laughs> he was out there hanging and banging, pal. Fuck. So, yeah, Bruiser Bedlam. Um, again, uh, this was a it, now to to get back to the show or the, the show portion of it without talking about Bruiser Bedlam the person. Um, I don't know, Harper. I'll ask you, what did you have from the actual match? And I'm pretty sure you were surprised. You thought it was going to be a, a big, big name or something. Well. Once Doc said that he's a guy that you haven't seen before, I was like, oh, okay, it's probably the guy with the mustache. So, uh, yeah, he fucking, he's, he's someone new. Yeah. And as we're going to get to later, we're going to need some, some new talent. Right. And it's nice to see there's, he's, he's uh, not just recycling, you know, an old face. See, I'm a big, I'm a big supporter of that when it comes to like wrestling. Cause I think one of the big problems is that organizations do. I mean, we all, we all like when Dickie Murdoch first comes in and we all like when, you know, the, 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 the big name comes in or Terry Funk, but at the same time, um, it's like what WWF or, or E is doing now. You, you constantly bring in the same quote unquote names from the past. Eventually yes. you gotta, you gotta have new stars. You get, and I'm not saying they don't build their stars. My point is, if you keep relying on the old guard or or older names, at some point you burn out. You have to you have to replenish the ranks with new stars, new, you new, do both. new people. Yeah, yes, you have to do both. There's got to be a balance. So um, this was I don't know, Doc. Tell me if you think this is true. I think this is the first time in a big spot like this for Smoky Mountain where they brought in someone relatively unknown. Yes. Yeah, I. I you know they've they've done some work with Bobby to build yeah. him up, um, you know. But this is, I would assume, Bruiser Bedlam may be somewhat unknown to some of these people. Oh yeah, and, that's what and and that's what I mean by when they when I say they bring in someone on. I mean like with Bobby, Bobby was a little different. They like they brought him in. It's very slowly. He did some enhancement talent job matches, right. and then right. and they mixed them in. This, and this was like a big spot where. They from the start were okay. Uh, we've got a mystery mystery partner for Cornette, and and uh, I mean we got to remember we're probably thinking somebody the likes of you know whether it's Terry Funk or Dick Murdoch, all these people he's been bringing. Abdullah in. the Butcher, yeah. Right, he even named he named the Butcher at one point, 
and 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 here it is. Bruiser Bedlam shows up, and you're like, huh? Okay, that's different. So, right. Uh, I mean, you know, not a big name. Doesn't have the big splash that the rest of the surprises have. But I, I was fine with it. First time I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's yep. fine. Yeah. Let's see where it goes. Be, he, okay. He's got, some, he's got some. He's got some interesting stuff to do in this promotion. So, let's let's start his journey. So, and man, there is nothing funnier than when when Corny hits Armstrong with the racket and Armstrong no sells it. Yeah, just everything <laughs> that happens from the time that Corny swings it to the freak out is hilarious. Yeah, Corny sold it great, and 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 Bob Armstrong no selling that racket shot was was pretty damn good. Um, but in the end, they win. So uh, they win, meaning uh, Cornette and Bedlam. Let's go to let's go to a quick promo first. It's uh, only about thirty seconds from Bob Armstrong, and then that one's going to be followed by uh, Cornette and Bedlam. So here it is. I got to hand it to you. You got the job done. You tried Captain Redneck. You tried Terry Funk. You brought them all in, and I laid them all down. But finally, you got the man called Bruiser Bedlam. And I got to admit, I've wrestled a lot of men, but I've never had to wrestle a rock. This man is a rock. I'm going to have to stand way back and take another look at him. I took a beating. I got banged up and beat up, but I ain't going to give up. And if you think I'm going to roll over and play dead just because I got the devil beat out of me, think again, brother. There's always a way. Every man has a weakness. But looking at this man, I'm going to have to study him a long time to find that weakness, but I will find it. One thing about it, he's just bad skin deep, and I'm still bad to the bone. All right, I paused it there just in case, Harper, you got anything from that. Harper, you got anything? That was awesome, huh? I think so. It was short and sweet. I mean, that it was like was one, great. Of those, it was one of those. Meat I got and beat promos. up, but but I won't give up. I like that. Doc, what about you? What you got? I also like the fact that you see how he got Bedlam over. Yeah. I beat Murdoch. I beat Funk. But you're a different animal, dude. Yeah. He's now legit. Yep. Just like that. All right. So we go from. Bob Armstrong to now Cornette and Bedlam who were uh, backstage after their victory. Let's hear what they got to say. Here it is. <laughs> the bruiser's here. The bruiser is here. And some people are going to be sitting up taking notice like you, Bullet Bob Armstrong. How did I find Bruiser Bedlam? Well, it's really quite simple. Last August, I was in Detroit, Michigan for SummerSlam. And I was sitting in my hotel room. As a matter of fact, it was a suite. And I had my feet up and the phone rang. And I picked that telephone up and the voice at the other end said, Hey, Jim Cornette, I want to become a wrestler. I'm big and bad and mean and tough and I like to beat people up. Now, of course, I've heard that 25 million times. So I said, yeah, buddy, that's right. He said, no, no. If you don't think I got what it takes, then you just come on down to the lobby, take a look at me and see what you think. So I said, okay, I need a kick. I need a laugh. So I get up and I walk down to that lobby. And when the elevator doors open, what is standing in front of me, big as a house, big as a gorilla, strong as an ox, and twice as smart, brother, Bruiser Bedlam. I went up to him and I said, brother, who are you and where have you been all my life? He said, my name's Johnny Bedlam, but my friends, and there's not too many of those, they call me the bruiser. And all I like to do is beat people up. I want to do it for a living because, you see, I'm tired of working for the unions. I'm tired of working for the bosses. I'm tired of taking a rap for other people. So I want to get into a profession where I can beat people up and do it legally. And I said, brother, have I got a job for you? And I kept him back. I kept him in hiding because I wanted to wait for the right moment. And that right moment came when I needed to get rid of Bullet Bob Armstrong. I brought in the man. <laughs> He's Johnny Bedlam. But his friends call him the bruiser. Right, bruiser? Yeah, Jimmy. You know, I get paid to beat them, Jimmy. I beat them good. Now, there ain't no looking back. You're just a punk. 
That, what's his name again? That old Bob man? Armstrong. Bob Armstrong. What's he do? Jimmy dig ditches for a living? Where'd you find, where'd he find him? I'm the baddest. Yeah. I'll fight anybody. Anybody want to take me on? Come on. Doesn't that have time? I take you home. <laughs> you see that? Any truck drivers, construction workers, ditch diggers, you think you're tough? You think you're men? Well, right here's the guy that'll fight you. He don't just stick to wrestlers. You know what the word bedlam means? Chaos. Pandemonium. A scene of mild, wild, mad uproar. And that's exactly what this man causes every time he steps into the ring. Bedlam. Bruiser Bedlam. Remember the name, because Bob Armstrong will. All right, Doc, what you got for Matt? So maybe we don't let Bedlam talk. He's not that bad. I like the idea that Corny's he's wor- he tired of working for the union and the bosses. <laughs> that fucking union. That'll go over well in that part of the country where they hate the you, they hate the they hate the very thing that might help them get a little bit more money from the Booker man. But okay, and you know I like the fact that you know when Corny tells a specific story, I was in my hotel room. It was Detroit. It was SummerSlam. It makes it all sound more believable than I ran into him at a bar. That's true. Uh, Harper, what'd you have? Yeah, it was. I mean, he's. He told the whole story, explained to these people how he found them, because I guess he has to, because they're all wondering who is this guy and fucking where did he come from? So he's got to give him a fucking story. Yeah, I actually had the same thing. I said he basically introduced him there, and right. I think he really, I think he needed to do this because unlike the other surprises, no one knew who he was and where right. he would have come from and what would make sense out of this. So he told a little backstory, just a little bit, not too much enough that people are like, Oh, okay. And I mean, yeah, bruiser right there is not the greatest promo in the world, but I mean, he kept it short enough to where it, uh, it was, I was fine with it. Um, but good, uh, good stuff from both of them and the introduction there from him and uh nice little follow up, Bob Armstrong right before. And then this was spot on good stuff. All right. Keeping it moving, we got a recap of Down and Dirty last week with Tammy and a dirty white girl uh, getting jumped by Tammy Lee Leather. So uh, we'll keep going. Peggy Lee Leather. Yeah, Peggy Peggy, Lee Leather. My bad, my bad. Peggy Lee Leather. And then then we get a a really, really quick promo from the white girl uh, responding to Peggy Lee Leather. Here that is. You know, Tammy Fitch, the last time I met up with you, you had to go out and hire some big moose who drinks beer and brawls and God knows what else to jump me from behind. But you know what? It's going to be a little different this time because I know she's coming and I know she's going to be there. And you know what? She is a whole lot bigger than me, but I promise you I will be face to face with her this time and the outcome might be just a little different. Uh, Hopper, thoughts on Dirty White Girl right there? I was thinking... What's she wearing? Her fucking church clothes? <laughs> it's like she must have a job interview or something. <laughs> She's got the hair up. Yeah. She's got the, the buttoned up shirt. She, she, <laughs> she, she, she was looking rather prim and proper. I have an interview to be the secretary down at Fogelman's department store. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big time job in that area, Doc. Why are you trying to make fun of these people? I don't I don't really want to do it, but it's got good health insurance. That's a, bruh, you, you're if you end up being a department man, store manager in, in this area, man, you you're like the Jeffersons, bro. You move it yeah, on up, really. bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, uh, Doc, any other thoughts on this? I liked it when she called her a moose. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> got that big moose. Okay, so let's go now to Tammy and Peggy Lee Leather, who are going to respond uh, to that promo, and I guess what happened last week. So here that is. Right now, Miss Tammy Fitch, Peggy Lee Leather. Well, you threw out the challenge, the dirty white girl accepted it, but it wasn't you. You know, it's coming. It's coming. The ladies' showdown is coming up. Dirty white girl wanted a match. <laughs> she got her match. You know, I can't even understand why they're calling this a lady showdown because the dirty white girl certainly isn't a lady and <laughs> Peggy Lee Leather's not really much of a lady either. I mean, she brawls, she cusses, and <laughs> she even drinks beer. Wow. You know? But I, you know, this is great. She is, she's the greatest. Dirty white girl, Peggy Lee Leather is going to break you in half. Right, Peggy? You know, Tammy, I'm glad you gave me a call. You Whoa. know why? Because I like to hurt people. I make a career out of the <laughs> world wrestling and annihilating little people out of this little dirty white girl. Who does she think she is to get in the square circle? She don't know how to wrestle. She don't even know how to put on wrestling boots. I tell you what, when me and you get in that ring, I'm going to squat you like a little gnat. You're going down. And me and you're going to go out and drink some beer. Ha! Oh, and we'll be back, fans, right after we take this time out. <laughs> All right, Hopper, go ahead. I think kind of Tammy, uh, it wasn't her best. Nah, and she was all, she was, I don't, yeah, I don't know she, if she didn't know what to say or what, what the deal was. And part with uh, Peggy Lou, in the beginning, it, she sounded like, you know what deaf people sound like when they talk? Christ. What? <laughs> oh, you know what I'm talking about. Whoa. Jesus. Right. She sounded like that for like a second. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this? There, goes our, there goes our hearing aid sponsorship. Yeah. No, I, I don't want to laugh. I, I played basketball with a with a kid who was deaf. He, he, yeah. Pairs me the boom. Pairs me the boom. Like... And um, I can dunk. I, I can dunk. No, it's just like um, he could, he was really good at reading lips, even on the fly, like running. He could he could he knew what you were saying, and um, you know you you start figuring out what, what he's trying to tell you because it it, I mean he you could just figure it out after a while, and then you speak a different language when you're on a court too. You could raise your hands and different things like that, and give signals, whatever. But he. he when Harper did that, that's why I can't laugh. I'm like, come on, Harper, man. Because <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I haven't seen him in forever. <laughs> does, he listen to, does he listen to the yeah. show? <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> you on Facebook? No, nah, I've, never, hey. I've never seen him on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Which, Harper, Harper, you're so wrong. Why? <laughs> That's dirty. And then Doc's laughing. You're, you're just as bad. You're a dirty bastard. He should be a fucking a, a, a Patreon fucking listener. Yeah, I don't give two shits about the deaf. That's wow. nice. That's real nice, Doc. Well, Jesus it doesn't personally Christ. affect me. Okay. Uh, all right, let's keep it moving. Uh, now that y'all been sent, uh, you know, fucked over the people. With hey, look. There's nobody deaf out there listening to us, so who's going to be right. offended? I know, oh, right? God. <laughs> to them, yeah. to them, this show just sounds like this. 
You're an asshole. <laughs> I don't find any of this funny. Yeah, yeah, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> You're playing baby face to all these saps, but hey, whatever. All right, what you got, Doc? About before we what? Get to the last, before, I think, no, I think I no, just the, told you. No, the Peggy Lee leather before we go to the very last down and dirty with Dutch. Bruh, I can just imagine Corny being up there at Stanford, Connecticut, and talking to Vince and be like, yeah, Smoky Mountain's doing well. And Vince, for the first time in his life, taking an interest in somebody else going, well, goddamn, pal, show me a little tape. Corny queuing up Dirty White Girl giving that promo and Peggy Lee Leather giving that promo. And Vince is like, God damn, I hate the South. She's <laughs> out of business. Fuck. This shit is the shit. <laughs> Who's the young blonde? Bruh, I, I, I know you don't want to hear this, Doc, but when you when you turn on, and I haven't watched any of the new ones that they did recently or, or any time in the last year, but when you turn on that Southpaw stuff on the network, mm-hmm. that th- that's exactly what Vince thinks. That's why right. shit's on the network. That's right. It's, it's, it's exact, that's why he makes fun of it like that, because that's what he thinks. So and, I, have and, no and, pro- I have no problem with any of this, but then I tried. To, I went back and watched it through what I thought Vince's eyes were, and I almost threw up. He's gonna puke. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at this broad. Just looks like a disgusting man. Oh, God it damn, pal. I bet it has a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's go to the last down and dirty. It's down and dirty with Dutch, Daryl Van Horn, and Fritz. Let's let's Karis. The last down and dirty. Does something else replace the down and dirty? Yeah, Les Thatcher comes in. What is Les Les Thatcher known for? Being from Cincinnati. Personality profiles, pal. Yeah. So but this is about Les. This isn't about Thatcher. This is about Dutch, man. This is I. You know. This is down and dirty, and I'm Dutch. This is sad, man. This is, it is passing of the torch for this promotion. That this is it for Dutch. I mean, we're going to get a little snippet of him either next week or the next down in in Puerto Rico, where he's yeah. But this is it, man. Get it while you uh, can. Enjoy. Get it while hey, you man, can. Enjoy. Enjoy life while it's here. Just you know, all I got to say is. Hug the people you love and tell them you love them every day because tomorrow okay. is not guaranteed. You better take That's today right. to laugh and love, man. All right, let's go to Down and Dirty. Here it is. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Down and Dirty with Dutch. I am Dr. Dutch Mantel. I want to welcome you to my segment. My special guest right now, everybody give them a big round of applause, please. Daryl Van Horn and Prince Karras. Let me tell you right now, Mr. Horn, pleasure to have you on the program, and I know you have some words of wisdom to all the fans of Smoky Mountain. That's right. As I told the world, Prince Karras is now finally getting his due. He's getting his Smoky Mountain Championship match with the dirty white boy. I've taken a lot of preparations to make sure that the prince is comfortable. I told you that we brought in more Nubian virgins, manservants, and the rest to make sure that he's at his most comfortable for this match. In fact, I have even brought in some of Prince Karras' native soil so that he may be more at home. The soil that brings him power, the sand of the Nile. Now, dirty white boy, I've been talking for months about Prince Karras getting a title shot, and now you 
think you seem to be under the impression that you can do the impossible, what nobody else has been able to do, defeat Prince Karras. Well, you better guess again. He can't be hurt. When he gets done with you, you'll be turning tricks for some chicken hawk on the streets of San Francisco, and the dirty white girl will go back to her old job as the primary test subject for the Monistat Corporation. Jesus. Now, for the non-believers, you understand, Dutch, there are those people who say that Prince Karras is not who I say he is. Karras... Now, I would like for you people to watch this. You think you can hurt this man? <laughs> I am proving a point, Dutch. I am proving a point. Watch this! You think you can hurt this dirty white boy? You stupid cracker! You think you can hurt Prince Karras? Guess again, you clown! Not a chance in hell! <laughs> Shut up! Who do you honestly think that you're trying to fool around here? You trying to get people to believe that this big piece of toilet paper is 3,000 years old? <laughs> well, I don't buy it. Now, granted, he's a big man. He looks like he stands about 6'9", about 350 pounds. But I specialize in big men. So I'm not worried about him. And as far as you're concerned, I dare you. No, I take that back. I double dog dare you to get a hat instead of that flower pot you got on your head. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. A, you don't put your hands on me. And B, I, I'm going to tell you something that everybody around here has been wanting to tell you for a long time, but couldn't. Shut up! Hey! Karras uh, went after him, but he missed him, Dutch. Take it, Bob. I'm out of here. Uh, the dirty white boy and French Karras go at it, and Karras goes down from a big right hand, and then you saw Daryl Van Okay, uh, Doc, i got to throw it to you first. Uh, they're, they're in the ring fighting now, and Dirty White Boy's about to get hit with the arm of Prince Karras, and White Boy's going to go down, and uh, some faces are going to hit the ring to make the save. But Horner's uh, going to come out. Well, let's 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 get back to this uh, great promo from Van Horn, uh, and then there's some hilarious shit that happens in here too. This was this was this was great. But uh, what were your thoughts, Doc? Well, I thought I was worried about you and your the state of your pants when he said Nubian virgins. Yeah, you mm. like the sound of that, don't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> turning tricks for chicken hawks and subjects at the Monistat Corporation was certainly uh, pushing the bounds of good taste in the way that let you me, could. Let me stop you for a second. He said, Dirty White Girl will go back to her old job as the primary test subject for the Monistat Corporation. That's pretty damn raw. Well, so is turning chicks with chicken hawks. Yeah, I guess you're right there. Yeah. Um, what a visual when he cut the mummy's damn thumb off. I mean, it's stupid, but still. <laughs> that shit was it's, fucking dumb. And sand came out. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I knocked the dust off that pussy. <laughs> oh, um, my God. And then D Dirty White Boy just came out and buried him because they've been trying to tell him it's seven feet. And he's like, you're 6'9", pal. 
Um, so we got a little primetime Brian Lee measurement action going on. And I just need, I mean, first of all, when White Boy hit the ring and started doing the gibberish, that was the perfect response for that crowd to hear. Yeah. That's, he spoke their language to that people, and it was the perfect thing to say at the right time. Bruh. Make fun um, of the foreign language. They're going to love that. Yeah, and <laughs> the soil of the Nile was so great, but also, I just need Dirty White Boy to go ahead and finish this damn thing off. The mummy, that is. Yeah, Hopper, uh, what'd you have? I was thinking, the mummy's sitting a bump for him. Right. Well, if he's on, but if he's on his way out. Is he? Well. Yeah, but I mean, they don't know that. True. The mummy... I don't know, bro. I, I for me to I, I look. I agree with you. There's probably the, a lot well, of logic in I, what you're trying to say. The, the part I didn't like was the mummy just stood there while Dirty White Boy grabbed his manager. Right. That's true, huh? I mean, well, Harper. I'd not, like to think that not, if 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 you had the house of Hardbody going and somebody put their hands on you, that's their ass. That's right. God damn it. Nah, Kojak ain't gonna protect Hopper. He's gonna be like, "Whip that white boy's ass for me." What? I'm I'm tired of so, taking over Kojak. So you're saying that uh, wrestling stables are overcome by race wars? I get it. Wow. Pro- I mean, in today's world, probably. <laughs> wow, that's real classy of you. I mean, I mean, Hopper, when you got attacked by that kid at the Magnolia School, did 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 uh, Kojak help try to save you at all? No. That's what an asshole. That's true, huh? Yeah, he let that dude just try to whoop your ass and strangle you and kill you. What the fuck? I still love that kid, to Harper. You're not getting out of here alive. <laughs> that was a grown man. He was like 50-something okay. years old. Okay, my bad. That grown man told Harper, you're not getting out of here alive. And he meant it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get back to this. Um did y'all not pop on the him knocking the flower pot hat off his head? I didn't care too much about that. Okay, yeah. when that some bitch pulled out the 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 dirt though, mm, that's I'm like, a good move. It's a good move, but what are the odds? Not, not even what are the odds? You know that that fool got out of his car, right? Yeah. In a in a dirty ass parking lot, and was like, I'm gonna get a get a handful of this shit, and I'm gonna present it tonight. <laughs> Why not? That's exactly how that went down. Yeah. All right. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts on the last no, down was, and dirty? I mean, I'm sad, but that was a good one to go out on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and just to just to recap, at the end, uh, White Boy is, is, is basically down and out, and the, the faces hit the ring to make the save, and the mummy and Daryl Van Horn get to getting and get out of there. So Go back to the sarcophagus. Off. Yes, uh, and uh, the Daryl Van Horn, aka James Mitchell. Uh, I'm sure he has some uh, Jezebels waiting for him. Uh, we need they, to get him on the that. show while it's still potentially relevant to do so. Yeah, man he he keeps telling me his it's his work schedule. I mean he 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 contacts me all the time and tells me about the show and and talks about just various things that he says and and he's like, man, I we're definitely gonna do it. He keeps telling me that. So yeah. Uh, we go to the next match. It's Larry Santo versus Mike Furness. Jesus Christ. Furness yeah, wins fuck quickly. this guy. He hops around like my two-year-old daughter coming to the ring. 
That's how my two. If you said my two year daughter, hey, run out there to the ring. That's how she would come out. That's that's not good for him. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, fall tackle looks it's so perfect. Bad. It's perfect for her. He's out and he's out there doing fucking magnum matches too. Let me. Yeah. You know what? You know what kills me about the football tackle? Um, and just being a football player, I I can't remember the the timeline from Mid South. But I know Corny was obviously there when Jim Duggan was there. And and Jim Duggan was, I mean, the crazy football player to me. Uh, at, at one point, he, they, yeah. he literally had a fucking football helmet match um, with, I think, Dr. Death. I'm trying to remember. I could be wrong. But anyway, I, I see Furnace, and I'm like, God, man, sometimes I think, was Corny trying to, as this football player type dude uh, with the shoulder tackle, trying to make him like Duggan in a way I don't know I'm not saying that's what he was doing but I was like this shit I mean as quick as this match was I almost fell asleep yeah this guy's a joke bro (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll keep moving then uh did any of you have thoughts on the the Holiday Inn Kingsport plug I just uh, want to know what's on that three ninety five lunch buffet, Harper. What do you think? Oh think? God, $4? You know what's on it? Food poisoning uh, and monostat. Oh, God. <laughs> right. That's a good question. What the what? fuck? What's on a... Fu- it, it, it's probably like CC's. Dude, CC's is better than that, dude. Is it? And CC CC's is not good at all. CC's oh, pizza. That's Jesus the kind of Christ. shit like that they should give you in fucking prison. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's let's keep going. Uh, they go. They first show a replay of the Rock and Roll versus Chris Candido and Primetime Brian Lee from last week, and then it's followed by a promo from Primetime Brian Lee, Candido, and Tammy. I've got it queued up. Let's hit play. Here it is. See, see, we showed who the best team is. The best team is Chris Candido and Primetime Brian Lee. They're my boys. They are the best team. They beat up the Rock and Roll Express. Everybody saw it. But you know, I'm going to go file sexual assault charges because Ricky Martin took me and he forcibly kissed me and I can get, like, cooties or, or, or AIDS or, or, or some other disease Whoa. like that. Uh, yeah, no, why did he do that to me? <laughs> I'll tell you something. The reason Ricky Morton did that, he couldn't even get a date on a tombstone. Me and Brian Lee proved who the greatest tag team in professional wrestling was when we put the rock and roll down, one, two, three. And, and Brian, I'm going to tell you in front of everybody, you are the reason why. Brian well, 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 Chris, I'm not one to blow my own horn, but uh, thanks for telling me anyway. I'll tell you what, Chris yeah. couldn't have said it better. I am the man of the team. I am the big dog. You see that? Chris, look at these guns. Look at these guns. I'm the man. I'm the general. On every team, there's got to be a leader, and I'm the leader. Chris, you know you're that's, the newcomer to the right. team. We're going to walk that out. I'll tell you what, Rock and Roll Express, anytime you want to come down, strut and stroll as you say it, Come on down that aisle, get your arms bare, one, two, three, by Mr. Candido, Mr. Lee, and the brains behind it all, Miss Tammy Fitch. That's right, Bob Cuddle, every time we come out here, I want you to now address us as Mr. Lee, Mr. Candido, and Ms. Fitch, because I don't care, five times world tag team champions, Who cares? a million times Smoky Mountain tag team champions, ah! we are the new legends of professional wrestling, Brian Lee, Chris Candido, and Tammy Fitch. All right, right, fans, we're going to be back right after we take this time out. 
Doc, thoughts? So, Sonny's going to file charges. If she could have yeah. got AIDS. Does that mean that Ricky Morton is going to be a Supreme Court justice soon? <laughs> I don't know. You think he could book the territory at a federal court level? Uh, Ricky Morton? Yeah, that'd be funny. They take that actually all okay. These. Now, now, now I know you're I know you're fucking around and playing around with what you just said, and that's hilarious, but. The visual of Ricky Morton sitting. Yeah, yeah they're all board. sitting there taking a picture. They're all uptight and shit. And he's like, Ricky Morton. <laughs> they're like, Richard Morton? He's wearing a school of Morton t shirt. Right. <laughs> Presiding over the greatest court in the land. They're talking about like precedents and shit. They're talking about precedents and the appellate courts. And he's like, I'd like to thank all these nice fans out here. <laughs> no, Doc, no, 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 you, you, you nailed it, but can you imagine, like, in the middle of, like, some judgment or something, he's, he's like, let me tell you about 1985, brother, they were hanging from the rafters, never seen so many people in my life, because you know he says in, that all the time. In, in our business, you see. Right. <laughs> and all the other justices are like, I wish this motherfucker would shut up about fucking <laughs> professional wrestling. Right. And then and then he starts talking about all the rats he banged over the years. And then Ruth Bader Ginsburg's like, Mr. Morton, this is a court of law. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Uh, Harper, you got anything from this? Dude, when she's like, I could have got AIDS, I was like, wait, what the fuck, man? <laughs> right. People people thought that in the 80s. The problem is this is 94. Yeah, I know. And I guarantee you these people are like, I think that go- boy might be queer. Don't go use a, uh, <laughs> don't go use the bathroom <laughs> after him. Right. <laughs> Harper, do the voice again. <laughs> Shazam, Shazam. I think that boy might be queer, mama. <laughs> what, what the fuck is wrong with just us? I just don't use the toothbrush because it might get AIDS. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh, all right. Um, where they were? All right, let's get to some business now. But uh, Dutch and Bob Cottle throw us to the Rock and Roll Express versus the Heavenly Bodies and Cornet in the cage. Uh, at Bluegrass Brawl, this is a remember loser leaves Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Now they joined the match about 20 minutes in to this thing, and again, this is supposedly yes, the loser is going to go home for good. Gibson has the Gibson leg lock on Doctor Tom, but Del Rey throws referee Mark Curtis into the cage, uh, which breaks up the pin attempt. Because uh, nobody's there to count or nobody's there to say, okay, he's uh, he's going to submit. Uh, rock and Roll hit the double drop kick, but there is no ref to count. Another referee comes down by the name of Brian Keyes. You probably remember that name because I believe he's who is the Hornet. Uh, Keyes tries to to wake up Mark Curtis. While all this is going on, Del Rey hits the poon salt on Morton. Morton kicks out, though. Uh, Mark Curtis finally gets back up. And then, long story short, uh, the rock and roll end up winning the tag belts and send the heavenly bodies packing. Uh, I thought 
I should have wrote down a timestamp. The crowd went nuts when I, they my first up. note on this. My first note was the crowd is into this. Yeah, from the really. beginning, from when they sent it over until the very end, the crowd had a vested interest in the outcome of this shit. So hold on real quick. I actually found a timestamp of when it's about to end. So here it is. Let me uh, I'll play it. And you can you can hear the crowd erupt when the rock and roll win. Referee Mark Curtis. Meanwhile, Jingle Jimmy Del Rey has Ricky Martin trying to go for a power bomb. Martin Versus has him covered. Count of three. Count of three. Count of three. The Rock and Roll Express has done it. The Rock and Roll Express. So I mean, you can hear it there, Doc. You're right. They were they were into it even before the that, obviously. And this match is a long match, but they erupt and they're happy. Uh, Doc, what did you have from the from the match or anything you want to talk about? Tons of shenanigans, of course, that you outlined for us. Um, when he said rookie referee is here, I was like, uh oh, that's yeah. there's <laughs> that <ain't good>. wink, <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Here it comes. Um, yeah, and I didn't even know we had another ref. I. I I mean, we haven't seen the blonde hair dude in probably a year and a half. Oh, yeah, so I forgot I, about him. Yeah, I just thought it was Hildebrand doing all this stuff, so I was a little confused there. Um, Man, and then my other note was, other than this was really good all the way through, is damn Del Rey taking the pin, eating the pin, getting the stip enforced, and the, it, they were loud throughout, but the roof came off when Del Rey ate the pin. Bruh, they they erupted. I mean, that this crowd was was really. First off, you said it. They were into. I mean, we we fly into this match twenty minutes in, and they're into it then. Right, uh, right. The other thing, the other thing is, is that, and we we have a problem sometimes, NWA and this show, where the rock and roll act gets a little stale for us because it's a lot of the same stuff. But we ain't the average. Well, Mike is. But Harper and I aren't the average sap out there. For the yeah. average sap, this shit's still awesome each and every time. So the people lo- still love them some rock and roll. I do too. I like them. And, and here's the thing, and they proved this. When they get in there with a team like the Heavenly Bodies, those four guys were going at it. They're mixing love. Harper, what did you have from all this, man? I love when the two refs did the, did the count. That was fucking awesome. And that crowd sounded like it, it didn't sound like a wrestling crowd. It sounded like someone hit the fucking the winning home run in the World Series. Yeah, well, it was it was what we always talk about. There was there was genuine right, like there was a genuine sports reaction to it. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't just oh yeah, you know, I, it wasn't like a pop just a pop. Right, it was actually a like a organic our team just won pop this is why we talk about it like it's real you motherfuckers yeah no no no, no. hey god i hate agreeing with you but you're fucking right it's exactly why we talk about it like it's real because here it is 19 fucking 94 and we we got people reacting to this shit like hey these guys legitimately just won a fight and are now champions and they they come unglued so yeah uh this was like hopper said um it was legit. It was really mm-hmm. good. This was fucking great. Yep. 
This was great. So they are champs now, and we'll keep going because right after they win the belts, they are backstage. The rock and roll oh. is with Bob Armstrong, Smothers, Bobby Blaze, and Lance Storm. Uh, it's real quick. Here it is. Gentlemen, I just want to take this time as Commissioner of Smoky Mountain Wrestling to congratulate you. That was one of the hardest fault matches I've ever seen in my 30 years. I'm glad to have you representing Smoky Mountain Wrestling again as tag team champions. All right, thank you, Bob. But you know, I want to say throughout my whole career, I've never been in a match as tough and as brutal as it was against Jimmy Cornette's heavenly bodies. But most of all, Bob, I'd like to thank you. And I'd like to thank all you guys, and most of all, I'd like to thank all the fans for never giving up on the Rock and Roll Express and standing behind us each and every night, every town that we went to, giving us the support that we needed to get this match accomplished, Bob. So let me tell you, I want to thank everybody, and we love you with everything that we have in our hearts, because now we are the true Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions. That's exactly right, But you know, Bob, it never stops. Never. There's a new tag team here that's on the uproar. That's Brian Lee and Chris yeah. Candido. Yeah. You know they won't be coming after these belts. But you know, we are true champions. That's these right. belts right here do not sit up on the shelf, collect dust. We will defend them every night right here at Smoky right. Mountain Wrestling. Right. And we want to thank each and every one of you. And God bless right. you. And we love you all. Thank you. All right, Doc, uh, thoughts on Morton right there? Was that the most poorly lit interview in the history of wrestling? <laughs> There yeah, was, there, there was no, there was no uh, light back there. Yes, you're right. Very little production value, but notice how we ain't got time to rest. We got a new challenger. Mm-hmm. And I thought Which he was going to say, "Well done." I did too. Which is, but but that's how it should be, man. You you in, in any great like victory, like the babyface pulls it out. They're literally, and they win. That there, there should be. A, a big challenge coming like uh whether they you know they win it they get their celebration and the next the, that same week or the next week uh oh trouble's coming we got we got somebody yeah. coming at us uh so yeah I, I agree i i thought too maybe they would say well done but when the first time i saw it but i guess i'm kind of glad they didn't mm. yeah all right uh we'll keep it moving we then go from that to um Brian Matthews is about to interview Cornette and the Heavenly Bodies. Uh, I need to play this. Uh, yeah. We'll break it up. We'll break it up in half. Let me go to it now. Here, here's it from the start. Gee, I wonder what's taking so long, Kevin. They've been in here for a good little while. I, I, I don't. I don't know what, uh, Meetings breaking up okay. in Cornette. It's not happening. <sighs> Hi fans, I'm Brian Matthews on assignment for Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Today is Monday, April the 4th, and inside this door, the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Board of Directors has had an emergency meeting called. Jim Cornette and the Heavenly Bodies are in the room with the Board of Directors pleading their case in the outcome of the Loser Leave Smoky Mountain Wrestling match that took place on April 1st, just a few days ago, at the Bluegrass Brawl 2 in Pikeville, Kentucky. Now, we should be finding out shortly, if the meeting is breaking up, we should be finding out shortly about the outcome and see what's happened with the Heavenly Bodies in pleading their case. And uh, Mr. Cornette, apparently... Well, I gotta look at you everywhere I go! Apparently, you're not very pleased with this outcome. God, I can't believe this! Bob Armstrong is like a thorn in our side! Oh, God, him and the board of directors, Tom, I... 
God almighty. Listen, it's just like the old saying goes. When you're the leaders of the pack and you think you got that rat race licked, they just go out and find bigger and faster rats. And if you want to talk about the biggest rats in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, let's talk about the Rock and Roll Express and Bob Armstrong. I have been ripped off. Jimmy Del Rey has been ripped off. And Jim Cornette has been ripped off. The heavenly bodies can no longer stay in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And this is not right. It's a conspiracy of the first degree. Mr. Cornette, your thoughts on the outcome? Just like I thought it would be. It's a waste of time to come over here because I know what Bob Armstrong's got on his mind. I know what the board of directors, they've waited for this chance. They've waited for it for a long time. And now they've got it. The decision will stand. The match will stand. The stipulation will stand. The bodies are out. Everybody's always come up to me asking, how come you hate the Rock and Roll? How come you're so obsessed with the Rock and Roll Express? Well, it's real easy. Put yourself in my place. For 10 long years, all across the country, in every high school gym, every major sports arena, every wrestling promotion, I've done everything I could do to send my team after them to get them out of professional wrestling. Because I hate their stinking guts. Why? Why do I hate their guts? Because I've devoted my life to professional wrestling. Because I've wanted to be the best. I've wanted to manage the best. And every team that I've managed has been the best. Dennis Condry and Bobby Eaton, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane, Stan Lane and Tom Pritchard, Tom Pritchard and Jimmy Del Rey. They've been the best. They've been without parallel. Nobody could touch them. Nobody could stop them. Nobody except the Rock and Roll Express. Every time that I got a team that was ready to take the top, the Rock and Roll's there to take the title, to take the glory, to take the attention. To make sure that all the fans can come up to me and say, you know, your guys are pretty good, but the rock and roll are better. And I've done the most horrible things that I can think of to do to another human being, to Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, to try to run them out of wrestling. It didn't work. Of course, by the same token, they've had to endure those horrible things. And they never got that last measure of revenge until now. The decision stands. The bodies are finished in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. But I want you to know, this ain't the only place that they can wrestle. This ain't the only place they do wrestle. But this is the place that they wanted to wrestle. Because they dominated Smoky Mountain Wrestling. They established Smoky Mountain Wrestling. If it wasn't for the heavenly bodies, there wouldn't be a Smoky Mountain Wrestling today. That's right! And Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, you've ruined all that. And you got your final revenge, and I'll give it to you. You did what you said you were going to do. After 10 years, man, the thing between me and you is over. And you got what you wanted. But I'm going to say this to you. I swear, I raise my right hand to God, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. There will be another day, somehow, sometime, somewhere. I don't know when. But there will be another day between me and you, and between you and the heavenly bodies. But for now... You've seen the last of Tom Pritchard and you've seen the last of Jimmy Del Rey. And I'm thinking seriously about going with him. Now the lines have all been Do we need to hear the music? No. Okay. I, don't, I don't need any Seeger. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Doc, your thoughts on the heavenly bodies who appear to be leaving? Boy, my thought about Corny was it was back to the movie, the movie Friday. He's going to cry in the car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, conspiracies ripped off, bullshit. Just, but man, they're selling it like this is a decade long feud that 
you just saw get paid off. When does that ever happen? That's big. Um, yeah, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, usually somebody dies or goes to another territory or they just, you know, okay, and wander off. I mean, they kind of paid it off. They kind of paid it off when Stan left. I mean, because that was legit. He's fucking gone. Yeah, but but Corny's it, saying, but it's just one person, right? Corny's like, you won, and I'm thinking about going with him. Shit. Um, what else you got, Doc? Man, the 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 heavenly bodies are as an entity, as a team, or what? Episode twenty? No, it was before that. Okay. Well, it was it was like um, I think it took him like maybe the tenth week we saw him or something like that. Maybe the twelfth or something like that. But uh, it was yeah. I mean, it, they've been it's it's since the beginning. You can say it's because even though it wasn't, even though they didn't like technically debut, they teased it since like week two or three. Yeah, so I feel like you know, hey man, Dutch is gone, heavenly bodies are gone, things are changing, man. Yeah, Harper, what do you have, man? Okay, he took a shit. He must have fallen asleep finally. <laughs> he probably did. Uh, real quick, Doc. So we we do need a. I, I'm I'm with you right there. While we're waiting on Hopper to come back, we need to do hey. disability checks. Oh, oh, there he is. Where? What happened? Did you go shit? No. Oh, I fall asleep. He says, oh, when he raises <laughs> his his uh hand to God, I, I, I'm like, is he an atheist? It's like that's <laughs> such a heel thing to say. Don't let the <laughs> The facts get in the way of a good story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what else you got, Hopper? And when they're walking away, it's like they're like two kids. It's like the guy kicked out of school. Yeah. They, it really is. Right. With those lockers. Yeah. <laughs> they they and, and they 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 look like right. You and know they how kids, stop. Right. At one point they stop and they both turn around and they look. <laughs> and they just keep walking away. Don't they look like like sad children too? Like they're yeah. walking away, and then they got their heads down. Mm-hmm. They just look like a little fucking. They, they, they're just. They look like children, but it. You know. So like the next well, time we see uh, uh, Tom is 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 Zip or Skip? No. Okay. No. Yeah, because I think we 90s. need to. I think we need to tread lightly here, though, on this. Yeah, based this on what we so- know is going to happen versus what's supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's let's do that. Let's do that. All right. Let's take so, it. Um, let's let's take it like it is okay. for what it is. Yeah, for right now, we'll we'll you'll see later on down the line. Uh, we need to do disability checks. I uh, Before we do so, I want to remind everyone, we are actually, right after this, going to cut a quick patron episode on the top yeah. 80s top 80s brawl. By the time this airs, that top 80s yeah. brawl episode will be out. All those brawls will be in the stable, in the house of Hardbody. Mm. Yeah, so just real quick, if you're not a patron and want to get access to the top 80s broads and all the other patron shows we have, Heather Thomas, yeah. Go to, tini- <laughs> go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Get access to the uh, top broads episodes, the top 
top hair metal bands episode, the world class shows. Uh, Doc and I did a, I still think this was one of the better ones next to the Dallas Cowboy Ring Red House that we did years ago. But uh, we did an episode on uh, broads and being cold, how they're always. Hey, man, I I texted you last night. It was 91 degrees in the DFW area yesterday. And Mrs. Doc rolled through the living room at at six o'clock with a hoodie on. Bruh, I don't know what is wrong with these broads. I said, what's wrong with you? She said, it's freezing in here. The, oh, my dude, God. They, they are fucking something. There's like a chemical imbalance in them. Hormonal imbalances, pal. And we, we break it down scientifically on these patron episodes. So, uh, real quick, you texted me that uh, we were somewhere where we were outside for a little while uh, yesterday afternoon. We had to take care of some some business, if you will. And so, like you said, it was it got up to ninety one. It probably was about eighty eight uh, in the in the evening when we were out. And the minute we walk inside the building that we were at, the AC is blasting. Thank God, because I'm out there sweating my like a fucking you know. Slave. Uh, I got yeah, yeah. I got I got I got water dripping off of me like I'm like I just got out of a swimming pool. We ain't inside five minutes and my wife goes, I'm cold. What mm. the fuck's wrong with you? Go outside it's if you're they cold. Got reptile blood in them. Jesus <laughs> Christ. They're so like anyway, those people from 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 the V. They're the yeah. lizard people that rule yeah. the world. So they're the they're the lizard people that rule our flat earth. If you want to, if you want to hear more about our take on just other insane things that are non wrestling related, but also wrestling related too, because we always tie it in. Go to tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt for as little as two bucks a month, you get access to the patron only content, and then don't forget to join the now old Facebook group, tinyurl.com/slash/bttfbgroup, and uh, just uh, insanity. Do that's some going shit over for the show day. for a change. That's what he's saying. And then lastly, uh, check out the T-shirts, either our Pro Wrestling T store or the t The link, the link is... We don't sell those anymore. Just make them collector's items. Do it like the Gary Hart book. Just close it down so that the people who have them actually got something worth some shit. Yeah, that's true, too. Again, tinyurl.com slash, what the fuck, BTTFB group. And then, uh, again, what, the the... what a great address. <laughs> That's I know. nice. <laughs> and then the uh, t-shirts are in the show description, the T-Public and the Pro Wrestling Tees. Is this kind of poor shit why the FBI has been circling the outside of my house? Is because we got fucking scandalous HTTP going on? Uh, I guess. What What Let's are break your... the show, pal. Yeah, what are you giving it, Doc? Man. This is a good this show. This is a good episode. Yeah, yeah. it really sure, was. Sure was. Um, Clean, crisp in 45 minutes. Dutch is gone. The bodies are gone. Bedlam is in. We saw matches of significant importance. We saw lots of uh, lots of angles get started, advanced, moved along. Lots of interesting things happening. I'm giving this thing an eight point nine. Uh, I was going to give it a nine. So yeah, there you go. You give it, Hopper. I was going to give it a fucking ten. What? Okay. Yeah. I mean, heavily bodies are gone. Okay. I mean, we we, we got the, the thing was like the difference between uh this and last year, we only got a few like clips of bluegrass brawl. Um That's all right. whereas yeah. last whereas last year they they literally dedicated an entire show to the results of it. So it was, it was some, a little different. Aren't there some, 
Aren't there some clips next week? I can't remember. Um, so Steve, but, you know. Yeah, it's true. So, I don't know. This is a real good show. So, 10, 8.9, and a 9, respectively, uh, that we that we gave it. 10. So, really. Well, yeah, I mean, fuck it. The best wrestling <laughs> possible. This is the best one ever. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, hey, uh, we're going to do some government cheese named by Shar Johnson. Before we do it, go buy Death of the Territories. Go buy Bobby Blaze's book, Pin Me, Pay Me. And go you buy can that do new it at Nitro the- book. That thing's expensive. So, think how much loot we'd get off that. That Nitro book's uh, like 40 bucks. Fuck. Go to, tiny, go to tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Give that link also to the wives, girlfriends, and side pieces in your life, whoever you're banging on a side in addition to your wife and girlfriend. And uh, like I said, give it to them. Make sure they use it. You know, broads like to shop. So uh, I'm pretty sure we could we could make a few coins off of the broads in your life. Again, tinyurl.com slash Amazon is a great way to support the show without spending anything extra if you're already shopping on Amazon. Amazon. And real quick, shout out to the Wrestling Podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malone and Mike Crockett. They do their thing every single every single Monday. Uh, just search Wrestling Podcast about nothing uh, to get their show. And in our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn as well. The Northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional. Uh, check them out too. Really, really good stuff from both of those shows. Government Cheese Award time. Uh, I mean... Mike Furness. Yeah. Uh... I actually didn't have anything written down because okay, I'll t- I'll help the- you out here, pal, because I'm not a pussy. Okay. Based on, and I'm gonna be careful about what I say here, but based on what this, based on what happens in the future and the departures that have occurred, I'm gonna give it to Dutch for his substantial, a lifetime achievement award so far for his substantial contributions to this program. Going all the way back to episode one. Okay. I mean, oh, Dutch. We lost Dutch. We lost Del Rey. We lost Doctor Tom. And it, to hear Corny say it, we may have lost him. And <laughs> one episode. I know, right? Holy right. fuck! <laughs> I mean, this um, is a ten. And you think about it. There's a lot of people that go home in this, man. Yeah. See ya. Yeah, there's a there's a, there's a lot of people who go home in this. Um, I don't know. I can't. I I don't want to give Dutch a lifetime achievement award because he. I feel like, yeah, he not that he's not deserving, but I mean, he put this promotion. He was one of the put it this way. He's I, even though he's not financially behind this promotion, I would still say that this is one of a couple of people who put this promotion on their back for two years as it got off the ground and really really helped carry it. He did. I mean, this dude on commentary is gold. These two, him and Bob Cottle are one of the most underrated duos in commentary in wrestling history. Um, so I'm not underselling Dutch. Dutch is very well deserving of a Lifetime Achievement Award. I think I'm going to go with uh, Van Horn here in oh. Down and Dirty because of him pulling out the native soil, which was nothing but dirt from the parking lot they were parked mm-hmm. in at this in Dungannon, Virginia. Uh, he also talked about the dirty white girl turning tricks or dirty white boy turning tricks of some chicken hawk and that the dirty white girl will go back to her old job as the primary test subject for the Monistat Corporation. He then proceeded to cut the fucking mummy's finger off, of which yeah. we didn't really talk a lot about this, but dirt poured out of his finger to sell the yeah. fact that he was a fucking mummy. So I'm going to give it to Van Horn here. Uh, Harper, who are you going to give yours to? I'm giving it to the mummy's thumb. <laughs> 
in the greatest episode of wrestling ever that gets yeah. a 10, a severed mummy thumb from the worst gimmick ever. That shit was awesome. <laughs> okay. You saw that? He cut his fucking thumb off. Hit the tagline. So, no, real 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 quick about the, the this whole mummy thumb thing and um whatnot. Uh it is <laughs> Do y'all while we're while we're while while Dutch is about about ready to end his run here, or he is ending his run, uh, let's remember maybe a month or two ago when him and when Dutch and Bob Cottle just were like fuck it. And remember they said <laughs> Bob Cottle goes, and the mummy looks like he needs a vacuum or something. Dutch and Dutch <laughs> is like, Dutch is like, uh, yeah, Bob, uh, I would have to agree with you there. Uh, just who do you want like going more, the mummy or furnace? Oh God! Uh, furnace, furnace. Yeah, furnace. You know why, Doc? Because Van Horn, Van Horn's attached to the mummy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Van Horn makes the mummy seem like something. So take Van Horn out of the picture. Oh, oh. get rid of that fucking mummy. Yeah, get rid of that fucking mummy. If Van Horn isn't there. Hey man, let's go talk right. about well, some broads. Let's go talk about some broads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hopper. Okay. Um. Hopper, what? hit the tagline and uh, get it. Let's go do some top eighty, top five eighties broads. Fuck it, bitch. 